are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So I've got three things for you guys today. We're going to do an Orange Bowl recap, talk about the Tar Heels versus Aggies. Two important things we're going to note from the game. We also got postseason presser from Mac Brown. Three things that we learned from Coach as he wraps up the 2020 season. Finally, I got to give you that UNC win on the basketball court. They picked up their first ACC dub versus Notre Dame. Let's talk about that. More importantly, we got a freshman of the week that we're going to highlight. All right, so let's jump right into it. Happy Monday. Hope the start of your week is going well. The countdown to my birthday is on and popping. If you guys don't know, January 10th is the day that I took my first trip around the sun and I'm super pumped about it so make sure you guys send me a review on Apple, Spotify, whatever you choose or you could just subscribe and download a Locked on Tar Heels podcast and I would feel great about that so happy Monday folks looking forward to talking to you guys throughout this week and gearing up for yet another great time to chat about the Tar Heels. Now, Carolina gave Texas A&M everything they had on Saturday, but it ultimately wasn't enough as the Aggies beat the Heels 41-27. But I'm here to tell you why the score was not indicative of how the game went. Carolina gave up two late touchdowns to cement the win for the Aggies, and they did so where you just honestly, you're like, yep, we're not quite there as a unit. We were almost, we're just on the cusp We're so close to being an elite team. We almost beat the number five team in the country. But, hey, you know, defense got a little short-sighted. They messed up on a couple possessions, and there you have it. We look at ourselves and wonder, wow, what could have been? But we still hang our heads up high. I'm not big on moral victories. You heard me talk about that throughout the entire year. I don't do moral victories well. I don't understand it. And I say that because as a former athlete, right, as someone who probably has been up and down in my career more times than I can count, when you lose, there's not a good feel. There's no good feeling from that because you put everything into winning. You poured your heart and soul, the blood, sweat, and tears, all the early mornings, all the days you had to try to survive between early morning practice class and then going right back at practice again or watching film for these football players. It's a lot. You've sacrificed a lot, and then you add on a pandemic for the 2020 season. So yeah, I can only imagine how these guys feel after giving everything they had to come up short and so much be so. Close close into the game, I'm sure it just really hurt them. But hey, we are going to keep our heads up high because we know 2021 is lit. We are going to do so well. So two things I got to make sure you guys know. One was that the score is not indicative of how the game went because just because Carolina gave up those two touchdowns, Sam Howell three for 234 yards and had three touchdowns, two of which came from our Josh Downs, who was wide open in certain scenarios. Also wanting to shout out British Brooks and Josh Henderson for putting on better than people expected from the run game. And Daz Newsom, of course, went on, went out the way he came into Carolina, giving us a spark of hope that better is coming for the heels. My other two, number two part that I said 
important things to note. The future is bright, people. Josh Downs, four catches, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Tony Grimes, Eugene Asante, Jaquarius Connolly, those on the defensive side to get you pumped. I mean, literally Eugene Asante was playing like it was his last game of his life. Boy was just flying across the field, right? He had seven solo tackles, three assisted and we had Trey Morrison with six solo tackles, Tamon Fox, Kyler McMichael with four apiece, right? Jaquarius Connolly with three. Big, big game for them. And we talk about the fact that guys are sincerely just trying to get in the game, don't want to be on the other side where they're like, oh, well, Carolina's offense is so great, but that defense, right? And so I'm so proud of the guys who are stepping up in big ways. We had Raymond Vahasic, someone else's shout-out, who had huge uh, tackles when it mattered, right? We had Jeremiah Gimmel, who was just wrapping people up in that backfield. And listen, Kellen Mond was all over the place, right? He is an active quarterback. But Carolina is finally starting to get it. And boy, next year, I'm trying to tell you, don't sleep on my dogs, right? They are here and for brighter and better. And speaking of Tamon Fox, right, he is on the fence about coming back next year. And I can understand why you would be on the fence, because why not <laughs> be a part of what is certainly going to be an excellent year for the Heels. More importantly, though, if you have an opportunity to be a college kid for next year, hell, do it. <laughs> Adulthood is cool, but it is slightly Overrated. Ain't no sense in rushing to try and figure out what's next when truly you could have another year to build, get better, and be in a controlled and safe environment. We saw how well Carolina survived and went through the pandemic, right? They were able to play the majority of their games from their end. They had very few. They started out with positive tests going into August. I don't think that anybody really took it that serious coming into the summer. And now you see Carolina tapping in, understanding Bigger is coming for this program, and they have to dial in. I'm sad to have people like Michael Carter leave because I missed that leadership, but boy, oh boy, having a Garrett Walson confirmed that he's coming back is going to be major. Having Bo Corrales back healthy is going to also be major. I think we've got some troops. Got some troops when it comes to defensively. Jeremiah again, well, Kyler McMichael, Trey Morrison, those guys coming back, helping those now rising sophomores. Huh, man, you got to get ex I mean, how can you not – be excited for this Tar Heels team. There's good things coming. You got to hang your head high because we've been through a lot. <laughs> you know, like I know, we have seen a lot with this Carolina football team. And I'm just proud that we have moved past the drama. We've moved past the controversy. There's no scandal-like atmosphere. There's nobody's worried about who's selling a sneaker. Nobody's worried about our classes that we're taking. Everyone's just trying to enjoy Carolina on the football field. And that's is such a present and helpful change. Speaking of present and helpful changes, I want you guys to know that there is only one place that has you covered and one place that I trust when it comes to betting, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code. Again, it's locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. 2020 is thankfully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks 
all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts. Now we've got to hear from Coach, right? He gave his postseason press conference today, and more importantly, he talked about how the future is bright just like me. <laughs> we got two big takeaways from Coach, and I want you guys to hear them firsthand about how Mac Brown is excited for this season and just pleased with how his team has progressed in such a positive way. Such a wonderful year. Thank you for getting us to the Orange Bowl and uh, they, they've turned an awful situation into a blessed football year for us. And, and it, it's progress. And, and the most progress that, that, that I see is in two or three different areas. Uh, but, but number one, they're, they're playing hard all the time, every game, uh, and they're playing with confidence. And, and whether it's the number two team in the country or, or Western Carolina that didn't have the same players that we did, they played hard, and, and that's progress. Uh, that's something that in TV I didn't see all the time. Uh, a lot of Saturdays you see teams that are disinterested. So I'm really, really proud of the, the culture that they're, they're playing with. Um, and we've made progress. Uh, there, there's no way. We, we, we played Clemson last year. I'm not sure Clemson was interested. A&M played hard and had their full team. And, and five minutes left in the game, we got a chance to win against the number five team in the country. And, and we went in shorthanded. So... I was really, really proud of our coaches that they, they didn't whine. They got next man up and, and, and had three days on offense to adjust a game plan. I, I see Phil Longo putting in plays on Friday before the game, trying to figure out how we're going to move the ball, but, but nobody griped. Everybody was uh, ready to go and, and didn't use it as an excuse and, and, and played hard against a really, really good team. So, again, Matt Brown coming with two, playing hard, making adjustments, next man up. Right. We haven't always had the depth. We haven't always had the guys who were able to just perform when called upon. It just it just always seemed to be a thing for the Tar Heels. It was never a depth issue because we never that can't even talk about depth. We're just trying to get people to stay. We're just trying to trying to get guys not to transfer. We're just trying to get guys not to sell their sneakers, right? When the Larry Fedora era, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's just we're just trying to get these guys to not be knuckleheads. And now you got a coach who has come in and said, listen, what I'm trying to do here is be a player's coach, but also recognize that football should be fun at its core. And football is fun at its core when you do the right things and just dial in and play your game. There's no better person to learn from than someone who's done it at the highest level possible and arguably one of the best games in college football history. How do you not respect that? Right. And I think maybe there might have been some issues with do they actually feel like the coach from before could take them to the next level? Sure, he did great things. But when you've seen it done on paper, in video, run it back, YouTube, you already know. When you have a coach who came in from day one willing to give you guys what you wanted so long as you came in and did what he asked, hey. It sounds like a winning <laughs> script right there, right? A winning potion for us to be our most successful. And that's truly, how can you not be proud of what Carolina football has done? Yes, they are still learning. Yes, they drop games that you cannot explain. If I ever have to relive another Carolina-Virginia game where Carolina does not step up, I swear for Lord, I'm going to punch somebody in the throat. But... We're learning. We're getting better. We're learning not to drop the games that matter. And I think that's something that they will steadily improve on. As he mentioned, playing hard. Carolina 
I would I would argue that they didn't play hard the entire season. I know Mac Brown has said like even in games against Western Carolina that the heels step, stepped up. But when you look look at the Florida State game, when you look at the Virginia game, those were two opportunities for Carolina to wake up and really solidify their place at the ACC, and they didn't get it done. Growth, growth moments. All the world's a stage. The lights are set. It's 8 o'clock. We're ready to watch the Tar Heels take on the Seminoles and prove themselves, right? All the controversy behind Sam Howell and company. And yet, Carolina just couldn't get it done. Couldn't show up. They got popped in the mouth and they didn't know how to respond. Then you look at Carolina dropping the Notre Dame game and you're like, wow, how did you get shut down in the entire second half to a Notre Dame defense that got mollywhopped by Bama? Now, I'm not in even... Clemson, right? And I'm not saying that Carolina is by any means in Alabama, but I am saying that you have the talent in place to do it. You just have to do it more consistently and stay on it and stay, you know, creating holes for your rushers. Stay, you know, making, getting separation from your defenders. And I think that's what Carolina still has to work on and will do. There's plenty of time now in the offseason. I'm hoping well, not even hoping. I know now we feel like COVID is whatever in a lot of regards for whatever reason. So they're going to have plenty of time this offseason to ensure that they fine-tune those little things. Another thing they've got to fine-tune, good God almighty, please, please learn how to, to tackle. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good open field tackle. We had some great moments here. Stopped a lot of people in the backfield. But I would love it if Carolina could just wrap somebody the F up. <laughs> like, don't – when a running back makes our guys miss, it's just so bad. And I just want for a bet. I want better for us in 2021. I want our guys to be able to wrap up in the backfield. Don't even let them get creating – don't even create space for them. Like, don't even have our secondary even feel like – there's a chance or there's a big throw coming, right? Because we just stopped. We swallowed everything up in the trenches. So those that's my belief for 2021. I'm going to have more predictions and resolutions for the Tar Heels as the year goes. Of course, you know, we got a long way till springtime, but we're going to get excited and talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about who's going to the draft, what we should be excited about. I look forward to having some crossover episodes once the draft happens, once my guy Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Chaz Surratt go to the next level. I'm looking forward to Deami Brown talking on that crossover episode about how he's going to be explosive, right? So you got to tune in for that. Be rested assured, I am going to make sure that we have those episodes for you. So I appreciate you all for listening about football. Of course, it's not the end, but it's certainly been fun to talk about this team in this 2020 year. It's been nothing short of a miracle that they got it done, and they did so, you know, in such a smooth manner. You can't really get mad at them for doing nothing but the best. Like, that's with Carolina Way. I, you know, wrap that up in a nice little bow. <laughs> Appreciate you all. And let's get into this basketball because the season, <sighs> how do we put this nicely? It's going to be stressful. Have you prepped yourself? Have you gotten yourself into the momentum that you might have a couple heart palpitations? And I know COVID is a little crazy. And I know that COVID can cause some things going on with your heart. So you got to relax. You can't let Carolina basketball stress you out. It's not allowed here in 2021 because you'll go crazy seriously watching this game watching Notre Dame versus Carolina I'm already knowing 
A lot of y'all hearts were pumping, right? All right? Yep, that's what it is. So let's talk about Carolina Notre Dame. More importantly, that freshman of the week next on Locked on Tar Heels. Have you guys tried Built Bar? I'm trying to tell you, if you are a health conscious person like me, you are gearing up for this 2021 year to be all new year, new you energy. Gotta get right with Built Bar because it's the best tasting protein bar ever. We've got 18 amazing flavors, six of which are new. You like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, or apple almond crisp? Sounds good to me. And guess what? All of the Built Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are easy because they are low. They help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right. Promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, I said we're talking Carolina, Notre Dame, but first... Download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Locked on Tar Heels is available everywhere. Do yourself that service, leaving five stars, a review, all of that good stuff. There. Gotcha. You're all set. Carolina versus Notre Dame, 66-65 in what was probably the top five most stressful moments. No, I'm just playing. It wasn't at all. <laughs> Because once you know this team, I don't know why you're stressed, right? They are young, they are inconsistent, and they turn the ball over like it is their day job. So do not stress yourself out about Carolina basketball this year. It's kind of like Carolina basketball last year, except you're thinking that they're going to pull off some more games than they did before. Last year, there was a lot of heartbreakers, right? We saw, um, what's my guy's name? Oh, I'm seeing his face. I'm seeing a Tyus Jones, Trey Jones making that shot in the Smith Center. <laughs> wow. I've been there. Got can I can anybody remember 2012 Austin Rivers? Trust me, I understand your pain. So if anything, I'm trying to tell you, it makes for better if you just relax, watch the game how it is, hope for the best and just go about your way. You will breathe easier if you do not let the Tar Heels stress you out because if you do, you're in for a long one. We've got a lot more ACC basketball to play, so pace yourself. <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You just don't want to get caught up in it. But based on the Carolina win on Saturday, Carolina picked up its first ACC win of the year, and we had an ACC freshman of the week in Dayron Sharp. Whew, boy. Like I tweeted this past week at KMSD Cooper, if you want to follow me, Dayron had a day. Leaky Black might have shot that final shot and banked it in, but boy, oh boy, Dayron helped us stay in that game. He allowed for people to not, for runs to cease, okay? <laughs> he made us feel like, okay, there's a chance every single time he got in the post, and I am appreciative of that. Now, per the release from GoHeels.com, Sharp who averaged 16 points per, per game and eight rebounds a game against Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, give him the win for the ACC Freshman of the Week. He was two of 20, 12 of 25. My numbers are getting away from me today. He was 12 of 25 from the field and eight of 13 from the free throw line. He is a native of Greenville, North Carolina. Shout out. Recorded 7.7 rebounds and two steals at Georgia Tech. 
in his first start and followed it up with 25 points and 10 rebounds, seven offensive, and a one-point win Saturday over Notre Dame. It was his second college double-double, including his first in an ACC game. Sharp scored 19 of his game-high 25 points in the second half. I'm trying to tell you, he was doing big things, stopping huge runs in that second half, recording more than half of UNC's second half points for a total of 37. His 25 points were the most by a freshman post player since Tyler Hansborough scored 27 at Duke in 2006. He also set a season highs for the Tar Heels in 25 points, field goals, and offensive rebounds. He's the first player for Carolina this season to put up 20-plus points, which we hadn't, which is crazy considering we have some ballers or guards who are supposed to be shooters, but I digress, okay? So there's that. But tomorrow we got to talk Nate Lazuski because I want to talk about how he almost gave us the business that Notre Dame team could have done us in, and I'm going to tell you why he helped with that. I'm also going to talk about what Carolina still needs to fix and what does this Miami team that we face tomorrow, what are they going to bring us? we got three keys to victory. So come back tomorrow and hear more about these Tar Heels on the court. Also talking a little women's hoops because, you know, they are in the thick of their ACC play as well. Make sure you guys, again, download, subscribe from anywhere you get to podcasts. Have a great Monday. Stay safe and smart out there. And as always, go Heels.